Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrobe, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Dina Grunt, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Dina is the president and CEO of Highway One Hospitality. Dina, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. It is fun. I can't wait to dive into (laughs) this conversation. So let's get started. Okay. What was one of your first professional jobs? Um, Well, I worked for a large litigation law firm. My degree is in human resources and organization development. And I was their HR administrator and then slowly... I worked my way up to the director of HR, and I worked there for a little over six years. It was a very large litigation law firm in Novato. Wow. There's some skills. (laughs) (laughs) HR and litigation. Yeah. I could use all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cutting my teeth in human resources at a litigation law firm was, it, it definitely challenged me, but I learned so much. So much. I can... I can only imagine. I, I really, what a great environment to to start your career. Yeah, it was. Fast forward, now you are running a really fabulous hospitality company. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I like to think it's fabulous. Um, yeah, it. Uh, a lot of people ask me how I got here, and really the the easiest and most honest answer is it found me. It really did. I was... You know, people say you were just in the right place at the right time. And really and truly, I was in the right place at the right time with a with a an investor who just saw potential in me in a way that I probably never saw in myself. And I just continued to grow and seek more and get more and learn more. And I've loved every minute of it. How long have you been there? Um, it will be uh, almost 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And under your leadership, how has the organization grown? Well, so originally I came just to Nick's Cove. That was where I started in 2010. And then the company that I now run, Highway One Hospitality, was primarily developed in the end of 2014, started in 2015, and then by then all of the other hospitality programs and properties and restaurants and investments that our ownership had, we rolled up into Highway One Hospitality. And then I started the management company. So all the different properties and restaurants that we owned and operated, we then, from from a, you know, mostly from a strategic economical standpoint, we would house everybody at H1H. We refer to it as H1H because Highway One Hospitality is a kind of a mouthful. mouthful. (laughs) 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 So so then we have our own in-house payroll person, accounting, controller, operations manager, etc. So it really found me when I was at Nick's and then it just continued to grow from there. 
So let's just quickly talk about um, the different companies that are under that umbrella. You mentioned Nick's Cove. I love, love, love Nick's oh, Cove. It's such you. a special little spot on the coast yeah. of Northern California. It's but definitely my baby. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you have under your umbrella? Well, we have um, a private event space in San Francisco called Story on Union. We also have a yacht out of Miami, charters out of Miami, as well as the Bahamas. Uh, and then we have a property in Tahoe, right on Kings Beach. It's called the Ferrari's Crown. It's been in the Ferrari family for over 60 years. We purchased it in 2016. We were going to redevelop it um, and build an even bigger, more beautiful hotel. But as with anything in the state of California with development, it's a little bit slower than we had anticipated. So right now we're just running it and uh, we have a lot of people that are happy that it's not closed and we're just enjoying it right now. We've done some improvements. The couple last couple of winters were pretty rough up there. So now we're just going to enjoy it until the development team figures out next steps. Okay. And where is that property at Tahoe? It's right in Kings Beach. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I may have missed that. Well, a lot of people, like Kings Beach is the little town, but it's also the part of the beach. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so a lot of people mix that up. I don't know where Kings Beach is. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the Lake Tahoe, is it east, west, north, south? North Shore. Okay. Yeah. North Shore. Yeah. Okay. That's helpful. So during your 10 years, what's been the most challenging part of your job? You started at Nick's Cove and then your position evolved into mm -hmm. where it is today. But what has been the most challenging part of it now? You're the president and CEO. I would say consistently over the last decade, staffing is our biggest challenge, especially at the coast. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's a beautiful place to work. I mean, people that are there are always happy. They're on vacation or they're on a day trip or they're, you know, staying the night in a, one of our beautiful cottages. So people are happy. The surroundings are spectacular. We're right on Tamales Bay. Sunsets are unbelievable. But it's also a 30-minute drive from just about any larger area, you know, populated area, Petaluma, Sebastopol, even Point Reyes Station. So getting someone to drive all the way out is, is harder. It's definitely harder. That has been our biggest challenge. What is your ideal staffing there? How many people? Well, it... Um, it gets bigger in the summer because we get busier. Although the last couple of years. So seasonal staffing. It's seasonal, right? yeah. But it probably only constricts by maybe five or six people. It's not that big of a uh, decrease in the labor force. But at any given time, we have anywhere from 25 to 35 employees. Okay. Because we have housekeeping staff, front house, back of house, maintenance. Yeah. Well, I imagine that it stays busy pretty much all year round because yeah you know it is such a special spot you know but staffing as a whole in California seems to be a challenge it in, is. especially in northern California I'm not sure how it is elsewhere but I hear you yeah. how, so how do you solve that problem well <laughs> I wish I could say I <laughs> solved it <laughs> how do you attempt to solve that how problem do Dina <laughs> how do we try to solve it um, you know, I mean, a lot of it is 
word of mouth. Right. You know, we it's a small community, the restaurant community. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely our housekeeping staff. It's, you know, hey, I've sister or a cousin or right. a nephew families. or families. Right. Um, it, it's just oh, it's so crazy. It's kind of catch as catch can. Like it really it's such a different recruiting experience than when I was working at a law firm for oh, sure for sure I mean it's just night and day do you have employees that have been there for several years yes oh that's so good retentions yeah great. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook on the staffing because <laughs> you know like I put you on the hot seat and said well how are you solving that and it, you know you may not ever be able to solve it but you're making um, efforts to make it better yeah so. I mean we have really good benefits you know we have competitive pay we have a great place to work so and opportunities to grow you know we'll get teenagers in in high school as bussers and they'll over the years will work their way up and around the restaurant and they'll become some of our best employees super top moments of your career so far mm. wow that's a really great question I think an honest answer is I don't know that I've had it yet. <gasps> I bet you have. I mean. How about when you were promoted to president and CEO? Isn't that over well, the top cool? <laughs> yes, but it it wasn't a promotion per se. It was kind of a. Evolution. Evolution. Yeah. I mean, I was, there was not, I wasn't vying against anyone. I wasn't, you know. Well, you don't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I would say it was when I hired our full team when you know when our controller came on and it was like I have a controller like our our business is so in engaging and so big and so dynamic that we need all of these people and they all have full-time engaging careers that to me feels really good okay what continues to drive you well I love what I do and what do Every you love? Every day is different. Okay. I don't just sit behind a desk. I do. I'm. I'm at the different properties. I'm talking with guests. I'm talking with staff. I'm meeting with our executive team. I'm making sure everybody's hitting their goals. I'm looking at financial statements. I'm in meetings. I'm on phone calls. I'm traveling up to Tahoe. I'm in San Francisco. And. I listen to a lot of books on tape now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, well, I have yeah. to ask, what's the what's the latest book that you can recommend? Oh wow! So the latest book that I'm the what I'm listening to right now, I'm a major Malcolm Gladwell fan. Like that is, uh, if you know, top five people in the universe you'd ever want to spend an evening with and just like dinner talking. Mm-hmm. He's like number three. He's just, I love how he makes my brain think. Um, It's called Talking to Strangers. Hmm. And it's fabulous. Okay, there's our tip for the day so far. What's ahead for you and Highway One Hospitality? Well, so what, well, hopefully the development in Tahoe that would be next that's huge Uh, and we partner with a development team um, and they're running point on that so we'll hopefully develop and have a beautiful hotel to run up there the other thing is our company is associated on um, ownership side for the new downtown Rohnert Park 
So that's exciting. I'm really curious to see how our hospitality management company will help facilitate the management of whatever ends up going in that space. And where where is that? In, in Runner, Runner Park. Park. Where, but where's the space? Uh, it's right uh, adjacent to the train station. Oh. So the old State Farm campus. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah quite fascinating and right now my hands are really full with our new private event space in San Francisco we had an Italian restaurant a couple of years ago and again staffing food costs just all so many different reasons we decided it was best to close it but we had such a we had such a beautiful build out and we were so proud of the space we weren't really ready to give it up yet so in the interim, in the what do we do? Do we partner with another restaurant team? What 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 should we do? Cause I live in Petaluma. I have properties in Tahoe, in Nick's Cove. Like I really couldn't be in San Francisco day to day. Um, in the interim, a few friends and family said, hey, can I have my birthday party there? Can I have a holiday party there? And we saw what that space could do when it was transformed for a private event. And I just thought this like, Huh. <laughs> my huh, light bulb. Right. I have an idea. And so far, knock on wood, it's been, uh, we're starting to really pick up with our bookings. We've got all these great holiday parties. We've got some fantastic uh, catering vendor partners that we're working with. It's uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Very cool. Well, I know you and I have chatted about possibly doing something in that space. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, me too. Last question to ask about your career. If you could do anything in the world, what would it be? <laughs> so funny. Um, I was just talking to someone about this <laughs> because I get th- I get that question. And I, since I was probably in my early to mid-20s, I have an answer. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. If if I could do anything else, if this just wasn't my my path right I would be a race car driver oh all right well you know there is a race car track just a stone throw away I do. <laughs> have I you do. been on the track I have I was you able have. yes oh I was able to ride along in an Audi R8 with an actual race car driver and sadly my phone malfunctioned shortly after and I lost the video but the video was of me it was absolute giggle fest the entire (laughs) ride and the driver was like I've never heard anybody giggle like that the entire like people are nervous or they're scared or they're just quiet it's like you just giggle you so have to have a (laughs) do-over I do I am absolutely ready for it oh I love it maybe wine country women need to go on the road oh yeah (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah on the racetrack. Thirsty for more on today's interview? Pre-purchase our soon-to-be-released book, Wine Country Women of Sonoma County, and $10 will be donated to the Sonoma County Community Foundation Resilience Fund. Let's switch gears now to your personal life. As you mentioned, you live in Pataluma. You could have lived anywhere in Sonoma County, we'll say. How did you choose Pataluma? Um, gosh, I, th- I think I see a theme happening in my life. It kind of <laughs> chose me. So I was living in Santa Rosa and I, um, I wasn't able to go to a four-year college right out of high school because I had been an exchange student to the country of Brazil for an entire year, my junior year. Right. And 
that was an amazing experience that I highly recommend to anybody. Um, but so when I came back, I was kind of faced with either repeating my junior year because those are the transcript years you need or maybe not going to a four year and just going to a JC. I was fine going to a JC. And uh, so I was in Santa Rosa and I was heading to Sino uh, sorry, San Francisco State. My father lived in Petaluma and uh, he and my mom divorced when I was really young. And so I had kind of an on again, off again relationship. I'd never really lived with my father. And before I finished the JC, I had kind of accumulated some credit card debt. Nothing major, but he said, you know what? Before you go to the city, why don't you come live with me, pay off all your credit card debt. Then you can just start at fresh. San Francisco State fresh. I thought, fabulous idea. So I moved in with him and three months later, paid off all my credit cards, was ready to transfer to SF State. And then this really cute guy moved in next door. Uh, those men. Those men, <laughs> they just change everything. Derailed. Yeah, so we were just like, hey, hey. And then we were like chatting. Then he asked me out for dinner. I invited him to my birthday. We went out for Halloween. And then I just stayed. We started dating. And that was in 1992. And we... Got married in 1997. And you've lived in Pataluma in ever <laughs> since. <laughs> I never made it to San Francisco. I did go to San Francisco right. State and graduate <laughs> from there, but I commuted in two days a week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great <laughs> that's a great story. So if we took a step inside your house, what yeah. would we see? What's your decorating style? Um, I would say it's... Ooh. Ooh, that was a really big bee. I would say my decorating style is, um, what do they call it? I think it's like modern, contemporary. I don't even know. But it's very comfortable. It's styled. Uh, I mostly have I have access to some really lovely paintings that I have accumulated in my life. And so I pull those colors from the paintings and kind of make my living room around that. I would say it's colorful and warm. And and what are the colors? My living room is kind of this dark gray green. And then I have a cream sofa, navy uh, wool rug, and some really cool teal. I know it doesn't sound right when I say it out loud. It's I a lot it of color. Beautiful. But it actually works really well. Uh, in my kitchen, my walls are this beautiful sky blue. Like if you look at the sky right now, it's the color of my kitchen. And then I have this fantastic, it's called Stonewood, and it's an, um, and it's an exotic granite. And it's cream colored with these just slashes of deep browns through it. It's just really Ooh, beautiful. Sound, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. Seriously. There's a, you know, it's not too feminine. There's a lot of masculinity, mm -hmm. I think, in my home. And your home has some great windows and a great view it does yeah i do Because it's perched up on yeah. that hill yeah that's when we we bought it back in uh 2012 and we remodeled it and moved in towards like five or six months later and when we first looked at it it was a project to <laughs> say the least nobody had lived in it for four years oh, it was one owner yeah. built in 1956 um and i couldn't quite see past 
the Everything. mess, the, right. the, the project. And then we passed and then I started talking about it a lot more. Then we went back and all of a sudden I saw the view and I thought, yeah, this is where this I want to be. This will be worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So I have to ask, uh, we're in wine country. What do you like to drink at home? Oh, I am a rosé girl, Sauvignon Blanc. Those are my two go-tos for sure. And I do like a good Sonoma Coast Pinot. There you go. And now just on some other personal topics. Do you have any hobbies? Um, Do you collect anything? No, Uh, I don't collect anything. So when I, after I left the law firm, I left because I had my son in 2002. And I was a stay-at-home mom. I was really happy to be a stay-at-home mom and but after the first year I got a little bit antsy and so I started I was a big Martha Stewart fan and probably still am and there was an article that I had read about this mom and daughter couple um, that owns a embroidery business in on the east coast somewhere and I just remember thinking that looks amazing that looks very creative um 180 degrees from what I was doing at the law firm. And so I just looked up the phone number, called them, and I spoke to the daughter. She was super helpful. Her name was Hadley, just lovely. And I went out the next week and I bought an embroidery machine. I put it in my studio and I started a business. And it was an online business, Monogram Marketplace. And uh, so I would say I still have the machine. I would say if anything, my hobby is being creative with embroidery, with projects. Um, my son and I have some projects that we want to do together for like clothing stuff. But honestly, my hobby hobby is work. I love what I do. Well, my next question is going to be, is there anything that you can tell us that people might be surprised to learn about you? But maybe what you just told us is that that surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I am surprised. I had no idea. Yeah. Is there anything else that comes to mind that might apply? Do you speak a language that we don't know, that no, I don't know about? I wish I still spoke mm-hmm. Portuguese. Oh. I was fluent when I came back, but that was a long time ago. Um, no, I no. mean, I'm kind of an open book in that regard. Bucket list items. Mm. What's one or two? Well, I am fortunate. Uh, my uh, my life, m- what I do for a living and the person with whom I do it, uh, I have been given the opportunity to do a lot of travel. I got to go on a 150-foot yacht in Greece for 10 days in Spain, um, Australia, koala bears. That oh, was a bucket list for sure. Oh, that, how cute. Yeah. I, I I would say the travel, I definitely got a travel bug. Um, so one is to, um, I would love to write a memoir. I would say that's probably kills two birds. One thing that n- probably nobody knows about me, I'd like to write a memoir. Uh, just I've had an interesting life and lots of fun experiences the last decade. Well, see, then you're holding back. <laughs> <laughs> because I asked you if there was something people would be yeah. surprised to learn. I just about. thought about it. So that and that's also on my bucket list to right. write a memoir. So those, I would say it takes care of both of those. Okay. <laughs> the holidays are upon us. Mm-hmm. Do you have a holiday tradition? 
We do, um, which is interesting because for the first time in, I don't know, maybe 10 years, we're not doing it this year. But our usual tradition is every Christmas Eve, we spend with our best friends, uh, the Kiefer family, and they come over and the husband and I are both, we love to cook. I mean, Nate is a really good cook and he'll spend an entire week getting ready for our Christmas Eve dinner. Oh my gosh. And we just all just are so excited that we're going to eat this amazing food and meal and share, you know, each other's company. Um, but this year, uh, we are actually going to New York City. Oh, and that'll be fabulous. <laughs> I my husband's never been to New York. Oh my gosh. I know. It's so much fun in the holidays. And I've never been in the holidays. Oh. So we're all going. There's a group of us. Um, there we're gonna stay at the Plaza Hotel. Oh my gosh, yes. I know. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do Christmas Eve at one of the restaurants that we're major investors in mm -hmm. in uh, Long Island. It's called Mayella. And then we'll be at Tavern on the Green for oh, Christmas. That'll Day. be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're gonna fly down to the Bahamas and catch that boat that we will be on at some point at some point <laughs> chris bodie the trumpeteer trumpeter is probably the better word always performs at the blue note in new york city oh and i have seen him a few times there nice. i just love catching a show with him whenever i'm in town he always performs in december <laughs> oh nice so if you're looking for something to do i would encourage you to get a ticket to go watch him i just it's might do that such an intimate setting there in new york city it's like maybe 50 people oh wow okay maybe 75 but still it's, it's still so small, small. Is so small, but I love your tradition and I love what's on the horizon here for your holidays. So I can't wait to catch up with you when you come back to hear all about it. Well, Dina, we're going to wrap things up. It's been fun sitting here at the Sunflower Cafe in Sonoma chatting with you. We've had some interesting <laughs> background noises, <laughs> ambient <laughs> <Yes>. noise, <laughs> but some good m mood yeah. music too. Let's wrap things up with okay. five quick questions. Okay. So. Get ready. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? Uh, BMW X3. Okay. Who's your favorite clothing designer? Mm. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a bad one. I'm horrible with fashion. I would say who fits me the best is Ann Taylor. Okay. What's the last piece of candy you ate? Oh. Um. It's Halloween. I know. I don't eat candy. Okay. Um, I know. It's weird. I don't like chocolate. chocolate. I don't know. I'm weird. I'm weird that way. I know. <laughs> Living where I live. The last piece of candy. I mean, it probably would have been a, a... Oh, I know. It was a It was a caramel. Okay, there you go. That my girlfriend Sarah makes. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth question. Who's one of your favorite actors or actresses? I really like... Um, Emma Stone a lot. She's entertaining. Yeah. And so versatile. Yes, very much so. And what's one of your favorite movies? Oh, um, I mean, it's recent. It's not uh, Green Book. There was just something so compelling about that movie, Green Book. Maybe because it has Viggo Mortensen in it, maybe. But it was a fabulous movie. And it just makes you think about 
you know, white privilege and everything else. Like it's a, it's one of those movies that you just, you can't walk away and not really start thinking about things. Thought provoking. Yeah. And it just had great acting, great, great everything. Okay. Dean, it's so much fun to be with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.